Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, it's just me and Clay. That's because in early January, I asked Clay how things were looking for the new year, and his response was something like, I've already hit my six-month revenue goal. Yeah, it was like January 7th, nuts. So a couple weeks later, before the end of January was even over, Clay told me he hit his complete revenue goal for 2021. That's 12 months of revenue just in January. So naturally, I had to get Clay on a call and find out what he had been doing in his business. It's a conversation you won't want to miss right after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder, a special episode today where Clay and I are just going to riff on our own. But you're going to be excited here because... And I, I literally had to like stop the conversation so I could hit record and we could get started here because Clay is is just like blowing my mind with what he's doing with his business already so early this year in 2021. At the time of recording, it's the end of January. You know, it'll be a few weeks before we can get this published. But Clay... <laughs> You told me that you've already reached your financial goals for all of 2021 through December. <laughs> and it's it's literally January. Yeah. It's, I, I either did one of two things. I either did really, really, really well, or I just didn't set my goal 
high enough. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's that one. I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, tell me what's what's been happening. Like, how's well? So, first of all, let me preface this with it. Like on January, I don't even know, like seventh or something. Like one week into January, you're like, yeah, I've hit my six month goal for the year, and I'm like, <laughs> um, I'm still just recovering from New Year's. So, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. so walk walk me through what's been happening this month, man. Well, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that uh, you know, COVID has been has been uh, the opposite effect for for me versus most businesses. So it's like it's just one of those things that like everybody's online right now, and they're trying to be online, and they're trying to get their online presence going. And it's almost like a I, I'd hate to say it, but for a lot of these businesses, it's almost like too little, too late. You know, it's uh, but but they're still looking for that help. Like they're still yeah. looking for that push, and 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 then that's what I do. And so I've done a, re- I would say it's like a combination, and I, this is just the way it is. It's a combination of really hard work, a really good branding, and some luck to go with that. And so I think it was almost like a perfect storm with all three of those things happening all at once. And I think that's just what happened. Yeah. Okay. So, so just to give people a background, anyone who hasn't been listening for a while, maybe isn't as familiar with you. This is, I assume, like most of this is your, uh, what you're calling like your shared CMO. Yeah, fractional CMO. Fractional CMO work, right? So uh, walk us through what, what the business kind of looks like. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that listen, I, I always talk about every business needs to have like different levels, right? Different level product or service offerings. So it's like level one, level two, level three. Some Some people have level fours. Basically what that is, is like, these are just step ups, or they're ba- they're basically one's an upgrade from another, and so like a level three or level four should be like a higher elite offering. It's like whatever you charge the most for, tip- typically, uh, generally speaking. And so for me, that my fractional CMO is my highest elite offering. It's what I charge the most for, and basically what that is is I I, I act as a CMO, a chief marketing officer for brands and companies. And so they basically let me do whatever it is I need to do with their marketing to get the job done. And so they kind of give me free reign there. And then you also like, you're almost kind of a fractional CMO meets agency, right? Because you also are now building a team to execute on the strategies that you want to implement. Is that right? Uh, kind of. Um, I, I, I don't like to call myself an agency um, these days because uh, you know I've been there, done that. Like to me, an agency is more of a... Uh, they're either one of two things. I think they're more of like an a la carte type service. So what I mean by that is if you need a website, you can pay for a website and that's it. Or if you need SEO, you can do that and that's it. Or they're an ad agency. So they'll just run ad campaigns for you or a combination of the two. Um, That's not what I do. I mean, it's kind of halfway true, but like, I don't do the a la carte stuff and I don't also I also don't run I only I like I don't just run ad campaigns. So for me, it's like an all or none type situation. I either don't do any kind of marketing execution at all, or you pay me and my team to do 100 percent of it. And I have yeah, and I have full creative, full control yeah. over it. Yeah. So it's it's just like a it's a monthly retainer, and but like the work scope 
evolves. It, it, it adapts according to like what we need to focus on that month or that week or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like an agency, but it's not your typical agency. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about the model too, from what I understand of it is like, where a freelancer or an agency might almost feel like they're less than the client, like they have to take orders from the client or whatever, you instead are being hired essentially as a member of the team. You're their CMO. And so instead of like, yes, you you probably report to the CEO or whatever, but you you make decisions for the company. Like you make marketing decisions as if you worked there full time. You don't have to like, you know make a pitch for everything you want to do and like approve every little thing is, is yep. what I'm imagining. So it sounds really nice. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. In fact, I would even say the CEO or the business owner, I don't even report to them really. It's, it's They basically just tell me, hey, you do what you need to do. And the only thing I really have them do is like I keep them in the loop on what I'm doing and I, I basically send it to them for like accuracy. So like, I don't want to put something out there that they yeah, do yeah. A, but in reality, they do B. So like, that's it. But yeah, it's, it's like, I would consider this almost like the, the highest elite offering from a, from a marketing perspective that anybody can offer. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so, okay, so you said it's a mix of hustling, like hard work. Uh, what was it? Hard work. Luck and what was the third one? Timing? And uh, branding, 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 branding. Oh, killer yeah. branding. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember now. So, I, I guess so, I would put. I guess I could throw timing in there with luck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so walk us through maybe what's happened to lead up to this point. Then, like, you know, obviously the show we we want to just glean information too, but let's make this actionable for our listeners. You know what? What could I start doing today if maybe next January I want to? Besides setting my goals too low, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But besides setting my goals too low, what could I do to like next January be in the spot that Clay's in where I'm hitting my six and 12 month revenue goals in the first month of the year? Because it, it didn't like it didn't start January 1. No. Right? We're not no. saying that like everything you did from January 1 to January 7 was like six months worth of revenue. Although maybe the headline we give the podcast episode might sound like that. Uh, <laughs> like obviously this work started long before January started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I crushed my my 2020 goals. And so it, it started in 2020 for sure. And that momentum just kept going and kept going. It's like a snowball effect. And so like if you want to if we want to make this actionable to anybody's listening, I, I would say it's a couple of things. I, I, I'd say this is actually super relevant. Uh, I, I guess the first point I want to make is super re- relevant to today's world, the way like COVID. Um, and I'm bringing this up because I think it's going to be this way for a while. Yeah. Is I think like, so there's basically three different types of business, uh, like pricing models out there. You're either like really, really cheap. Um, and you, you rely on volume, um, or not cheap. Let me say inexpensive. Yeah. Low cost. Um, low cost. You're, or you're, uh, really high premium luxury service and you charge a, a, a really nice fee. Um, or you're somewhere in the middle. In my opinion, I think you need to be one extreme or the other. I don't think... I think all those people that are kind of in the middle are the ones that are not making it right now. Mm. Uh, because because it, it, it's it's kind of tough. Because like right now during COVID, people are like... Their budgets are tight. Yep. So what are they doing? They are... They're... They're going towards like, or at least the ones that do have a tight budget, um, the ones that are scaling back on their spending, they're going for 
the inexpensive, low-cost solutions. And this is for anything. This is just for services, products, things like that. Um, or if you are uh, like a consumer who is not scaling back on budget, means they have like they're doing really, really well, um, regardless of what this economy is doing. Like they they make plenty of money. So those people have not been affected by COVID. And those are the people that are that are actually coming to me right now. And so that's kind of one thing that I would suggest. Like if we're going to make this actionable, if you are right somewhere in the middle uh, on your pricing model, I think you need to go one extreme or the other. Mm, yeah. Um, and because like if you're in the middle, you kind of get lost in the mix. And so like that's kind of the first thing. Um, the second thing is is yeah. Can I, I, before you go on to yeah, the second one, I just it is an interesting shift. Like I kind of hadn't noticed, except now that I think through it, I've done this a little bit in my own business. I've noticed friends doing it in their business too, where it's like if there's like a two hundred dollar a month thing, uh, I might cancel that, and I might cancel like a couple things that are costing me maybe a total of a thousand dollars a month, and then I'll hire someone. Or 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 something for that sum that I've actually now saved, I'm going to just spend it somewhere smarter. And and so mm-hmm. so maybe that's you know part of the reason you're saying this is like, you know, if you're in the middle, you might be the guy getting cut out, and and then you'll be one of three or four people cut out, and then they're going to hire someone who's maybe more effective than the three of you put together, which is always a good idea. But but people maybe have been lazy in the past, not looking at their finances as closely. And now as people start to tighten their belts a little bit uh, in terms of finances and budget, then they start to say like, well, you know, I could actually, instead of, you know, instead of paying someone 150 grand a year, I could hire Clay and his team for a fraction of that uh, and get still amazing results or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to look yeah, at how, sure. how money is shifting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, I, this is something I've been keeping track of uh, over the last year. It's like, how are people like? This is something I've actually always been fascinated with. Just even pre-COVID, is like, how do people buy? Right? Mm. It's like, what is the psychology of the reasons why people buy something? Um, I'm, I'm always, I've always been very, and you're the same way. I've always been yeah. very intrigued with sales psychology and and looking at trends and. Uh, uh, someone just someone Facebook messaged me even uh, last night, and they said you're a well. What did she say? She said you're a, a, a trend forecaster, or a, oh, I can't remember what she said, but it was something like that. And I was like, well, I, I just do a lot of research. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but like she, like I guess that's kind of like amongst the people who I'm friends with. Like that's kind of the reputation I have is like, okay, I I know what's about to happen. So, like we gotta we gotta make those changes before it actually does, and so um, but yeah, like I the way people spend money, there's just you know there's just two different there's two different ways that people are going. They're either going really 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 inexpensive, low cost, or they're going premium. And yeah. those people that those people that have always been paying premium, they haven't changed. Like they're still paying premium. Mm. And so and, and and a few and some people. Like you said, who uh, who maybe have are behind in getting online, getting their online marketing up and running. Now they're like, oh, now we have to pay a premium to like catch up because now we're you know two years behind. So now we need to hire someone like Clay and his team who knows what they're doing uh, and and ramp this thing up quickly. And so they're willing to pay a premium now to move more online where where people can't come into their brick and mortar shop or whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Or, or um, actually, what I'm getting a lot is uh, people who are doing really well, 
Um, they have not been affected by COVID with their business. Mm-hmm. However, in the back of their mind, uh, so like, oh, never spent money on marketing, unquote. Okay. Uh, I mean, they have. They just never had a legit marketing plan in place. Yeah. Well, they just kind of tried things here and there, and that's kind of it. Uh, but what I'm seeing now is like these people who have not been affected by COVID. Their businesses are doing okay. They're either growing or they're staying static. And, but in the back of their mind, they're thinking, what if? Yeah. And so that's why they're approaching me and saying, hey, we just want to get our, our ducks in a row and, and excel just in case. Yeah, in case these things get worse or, or, or last longer than we all think it's going to or there's some other crazy thing that happens in the meantime. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So you're so you're moving on to point two then of, of actionable stuff listeners can do to kind of put themselves in your situation uh, if if they work hard enough. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I I have always preached um, is everyone needs to building be building their brand up, and so like everybody's heard that, but like what does it mean? Like some people might think, oh, like should I just should I get a new logo or like a new a new brand identity or or whatever, like, yeah, that can be included. But what I mean by that is building a reputation. And you do that in several ways. Like, basically, you just do that in, I don't know, in my opinion, two ways. It's marketing. Um, well, I, I guess three. Uh, so kind of the low-hanging fruit is like just design, right? Design, like logo, graphics, colors, things like that, being very congruent, consistent. Yeah. Um, I think that like, excuse me psychologically that just sets in people's minds, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, if, if you were to see the symbol, uh, the, the Nike swoosh, like, you know who that is, right? Um, it's just like that kind of thing, right? Design. The second thing is, um, uh, is just uh, uh, taking your service up a couple of notches, right? Everybody says that they provide excellent customer service. Like you hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that's that's become one of those phrases that uh that everybody kind of says nowadays that it's just it, it doesn't mean anything anymore, in my opinion. Um it's just kind of assumed it's like a default thinking. Like, I mean think about it as a consumer when you pay for something you don't expect it to break, and, and like if it's a, pro- a physical product, and if it's a service, you don't expect them to do something bad, right? Provide bad service. That's not that's not a default thinking. Like who would think that way? Nobody does. And so, when someone says, "Hey, I'm going to provide cus- excellent customer service," like, okay, well, they already assume that. So, like, what are you doing to go beyond that expectation? And so. Uh, I, I've said this on the podcast before. When someone quits a service or they stop buying a product, it's because of uh, expectations were not met. Yeah. And so, but on the other side of the coin, what makes someone a completely loyal to a brand is when expectations are exceeded. Yes. And so that is one of the things that I would say is exceed expectations. And so that that in this case, like it doesn't mean just provide good customer service. It means okay, what are you doing beyond that? Like every they your clients already know you're going to do that. So what does that mean? It could be a, a lot of little things. It could be 
sending a, when, when it's somebody's birthday, sending a selfie video and saying, hey, happy birthday. Like I, you know what I do? I send a, I send a video. I just sent one the other day. I communicate on Facebook Messenger a lot with my clients. And I, I use one of those uh, filters. Like I, I usually use a funny filter instead of just my own face. Right. Um, so I used a filter where I looked like, a, like an elf. Uh, not a Christmas elf, like like a Lord of the Rings type elf. <laughs> okay. And so like that catches their attention and it, it like it sticks out. Like doing the video by itself is already exceeding expectations. But like if you do a filtered video like that, it's funny, right? It's it's funny. And anytime you can make anybody laugh, you become likable. And it and and they will stick with you forever. And so I did that the other day. And every single time I do it, I get a response back. And that's what, that's the only thing I want at, when I do that kind of thing is I want a response. Like some people will send like birthday cards, but you know, how many times have you respond? Like when someone sends you a birthday yeah, never. card, never, you never, <laughs> never. respond. It, t- it takes a lot of effort to respond. You either got to like pull up your email, send them an email or p- pick up the phone or call them or whatever. But like whenever you watch a video over Facebook Messenger, it's super simple to say, hey, oh, this is awesome. Thanks. And so that, like, that's all I want is like a, a response that way. So exceeding expectations above and beyond, quote, excellent customer service is like, that's an actionable thing. So like, I would suggest like, what are you currently doing now? And how can you take it two notches up Yeah, on that? And that's how you're going to create brand loyalty. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and 
and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com promo code FREELANCE or just click the link in our show description. Yeah, I I love thinking about a brand this way because it it's almost like building friendships. Like you said on a recent episode... You decided you just, or maybe it was in our challenge, which we ought to talk about a little bit. I think, on it, was, I think it was on the challenge, yeah. But you said, I, I just want to, my goal was just to make like as many friends as I could and then to let them know what I do professionally, right? And then you're starting to build mm-hmm. up this network. And branding to me is a lot like making a, a good friend. Like we all have those good friends who do. They Like on our birthday, they'll send us a, a message or something meaningful, or we know we can just like reach out to them and we don't have to have the small talk first or whatever. And building a good brand is a lot like that. Like you want to be top of mind. You want to be f- first in their mind when they have a specific kind of problem. Like when I have a marketing problem, I want to I want to know that I can just text Clay real quick and say, "Hey, I've got this issue. You know, help me sort through it." I've got a bunch of friends like this that I know I can just. If I have a parenting question, oh, yeah. I call this guy. If I have a business question, I call this guy. Like, and and brands can work much the same way. It's interesting to think like where branding came from originally. Um, actually, I don't know if this was originally where it came from, but branding was used like in livestock. And and a lot of times they would actually brand their livestock, oh, not only to keep track of them, but also to like say that this livestock is superior to that livestock. Oh, yeah. Right? That makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. And so like what you're saying is, is spot on with the actual original uh, reason branding even existed. And that's to say like my... My stuff goes above and beyond just the the typical what you might expect, like good customer service, good product. Like, yeah, that's all the default. So what does your brand bring that other brands don't? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, th- yeah, there's uh, that that's spot on. Um, there's multiple ways to do this. Like, that's just one way. Um, and like, like what you're talking about to me is like relationship capital. Yeah, and so. For sure. To me, that that's one of the things that that makes people stand out and and uh, survive in this this COVID era um, is relationship capital. And so, like how, and and I'm not talking about just your clients. Like that's super important. But I'm talking about people who are influential, people who have influence over a group of people that maybe fit your target audience. So it's like that kind of thing. And so. Um, like having those relationships, like just shooting simple text messages over to them or something like that is crucial. Yeah, I know a lot of your success has come from like building relationships with, like you said, these people over Facebook groups or, or whatever, like where they basically say, look, hire this guy and, and everyone runs out and hires you. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's interesting, like you've spent time nurturing those relationships in a genuine way too, not, not just to get business eventually, but like strategic, but yeah. genuine. Um, I don't know, maybe walk us through that. Like, you know, it's, it's a less common way to get clients and get business for freelancers or agency builders. What, what would you add to that line of thinking? Yeah, it's so, it's so important. Um, like, so I, I've talked about this and you just mentioned it now. It's like, I'm a part of one particular group. Um, it's called the Black Diamond Club. Uh, and it's an entrepreneur group. And there's one guy who runs it, him and his, him and his wife. And... I've been a part of that ever since it was kind of small and it's kind of it's grown to a group of almost 700 people which I mean for context you know like that may not be very much to some people like you see some groups out there that yeah. are tens of thousands of people large you know but like the 700 people that are in this group he has 1000% influence over and so if he says hey 
go to Clay for your website, they all go to me. I dominate that group when it comes to website design. And that's it. That is one relationship that I have built that I now have influence over 700 people. And that's just going to get bigger. But like just from that one group, I get four, five, six website, new website projects a month just from that one relationship <laughs> I have built. I don't have, I don't have to do any sales at all. And I will, I will, I can guarantee you I will get four, five, six new websites every single month just from that group. That's nuts. And that's, that's all because I built that one relationship with this one guy, which took a while, by the way. It, sure. took me like, it took me like two years to develop that relationship. But man, once I, once I developed it, like it's, it's solid, but I have to maintain it. You right. know what I mean? So yep. like, you got to deliver on the people he sends your way. You got to maintain yeah. the relationship with him personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people, a lot of people think, and we, we've had some people on this podcast, they, they think transactionally. Hmm. So I mean, so what I mean by that is like, they'll, they'll spend a lot of time and this is why like I hate proposals because I it's it, it all comes down like sending out proposals. It all comes down to time it all comes down to how much time do you spend per transaction like per client to get the sale. And so a lot of people will spend a ton of time going back and forth, following up like with one particular prospect and they may or may not even do it. And so like for me I just spend my time with this one person. Like that's I not that's not to say I don't spend my t- spend time with my clients, but I put a lot of effort into maintaining this this relationship with this one guy. Uh, his name's Sean Dill, by the way. Uh, just a shout out there. Um, and I get five new websites a month inbound, inbound, and I don't even have to convince these people that they need to sign up with me. It's more of a, hey, how does this work and how do I pay? Yeah. And it's like, it's insane how much how much business I get just from this one relationship that I have. And by the way, I have more than one of those relationships. Right. So this is why... Add up. I mean, yeah. that, 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 a web designer of, of any... In any place in their business would kill for that kind of inbound, ready to buy customer base like that's that's insane. Yeah, no, it, it is and it's it's there there was a time and and I have to, I, I sometimes I take it for granted, but there was a time where I remember uh when I was a a lowly freelancer <laughs> broke <laughs> yeah. where where I spent a lot of time on these transactional sales where mm. I was getting paid $500 for one website. Yeah. Like it was literally $500 and there's a picture of me by the way or there's a picture that exists. It's. I think it's somewhere. I have to find it, but it's a picture of my business card. And on the back of the, my business card, it says, I build websites for $500. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I look back at that. I'm like, I, I'm so glad. I, I still have these business cards for nostalgia because I'm so glad. Like I look back on that and think, I'm so glad I'm not there, but I'm so glad I went through that experience because right. I know what it feels like. And so... Anyways, yeah. So this all comes down to like relationship capital, yeah. Uh, like how important that is. So how have relationships played into this uh, fractional CMO stuff you're doing, which has really been the bulk of your your 
big revenue jump so far this year? Like, how have relationships played into that? Or, or where have most of those leads come from? How have you secured that business? Yeah. So uh, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about it being a perfect storm. So relationship capital has definitely been a crucial part of this, um, where I have been getting lots of recommendations from these so-called uh, influencer people uh, that have uh, influence over these groups of people. Um, so that that's been good because, like, I already have a reputation. I have a I, I have a brand like an authoritative reputation, and so it's like I don't. Because a lot of people, like if you're trying to sell to cold people, you have to make two sales. One is you got to sell them on the fact that you know what you're doing. And then you got to sell them on the fact that, okay, now you got to pay me money. And so like I've already made like the, the first sale with, the, with, the, with the, these relationships, relationships I've built. They've already pre-sold it for me, basically. Like they've already said, Clay's the best guy for this. You need to go to him and not talk to anybody else. And so by the, by the time I talk to these people, they're already prepped. And so, like, that's been crucial. Um, the other thing, too, is like, I do lots of like branding marketing. Um, so, what that means is I just put a lot of content out there in the world. So, I put a lot of content on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, and it's just out there and I amplify it with ads. So, these are not like, these are not conversion ads. These are, these are not like, uh, hey, I sell website design. Buy my product. It's not that. It's just uh, I put uh, what I call edutainment. Um, so it's educational, but it's entertaining at the same time. There's no sales involved at all, and so that's the kind of content I put out there. So it just creates overall uh, brand awareness. A perfect example is Zoom. Actually, we're using Zoom right now, um, and Zoom has uh, and there's no affiliation. I don't think right. <laughs> Uh, with us, uh, no, <laughs> nope. okay. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Um, so Zoom has done a really good job. There's like there's multiple companies that do what Zoom does. However, Zoom pre-COVID, they 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 did a lot of branding and marketing. So everybody like a lot of people already knew who Zoom was before COVID hit. And so by the time COVID hit, and this is a combination of branding and luck and timing, right? Um, but by the time COVID hit, everybody all of a sudden needed to do uh, online video conferencing. Well, guess who they went to by default? They went to Zoom because Zoom had already established that brand uh, recognition versus these other companies that who have no idea, like people have no idea that they exist. Right. And so that's yeah. a perfect example. That's exactly what happened to me. And so, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's a, it's a perfect storm. I love it. Yeah, I uh, my my dad's team at work uh, uses Microsoft Teams or something. And then the other day, randomly, because I guess I'm old, uh, the other day in a conversation, I said, maybe we can Skype later. <laughs> Skype. <laughs> and, I, and I was and I was like, Skype. No one has used Skype in years. Poor Microsoft. Like they just <laughs> um, they just sometimes don't know how to do the the. Yeah. The branding thing, like some of these folks do, but Skype anyway. could have Skype could have been big. Like, oh, yeah. I know people still use Skype, but it's like they just didn't continue with that. They didn't evolve. They didn't they evolve. Didn't, they were no. a great like one to one. You know, basically a Zoom for two people. But yep. but yeah, Zoom just it could have been 
It could have been like everybody saying, hey, let's hop on a Zoom. It could have been, hey, let's hop on a Skype. Totally. No, that's Easily. what I'm saying. Like if, they were a yeah. few years too early and then they, they, they didn't evolve as quickly as they should have. And yeah, right now we could all be saying, let's, let's Skype instead of let's Zoom. I mean, mm-hmm. our, our church is done over Zoom. My kid's school is done over Zoom. We have parent-teacher conferences over Zoom. We're talking about like everything is done over Zoom right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that could have been Skype. Or, and that's why so many people are fighting for that space too. There's still a lot of people, but, but coming back to your thoughts from earlier, like Skype kind of just delivered the minimum. Like they just did what you expected. They made a, made it easy to call people and on using the internet and great, but they didn't go above and beyond in a way that, that uh, really stood out like zoom did. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, their brand kind of fell by the wayside. They, they zoom has done such a good job of branding this. Let me tell you how, um, because I like I use Google Calendar just like everybody else. Um, Google has a built-in video conferencing feature inside Google Calendar. Right. And I still don't use it. Yeah. I still use yeah. Zoom. It's and, so true. And I like I, I think about this all the time. I'm like, it's easier. It really is easier from a technical perspective to just use Google video conferencing. I don't know what they call it, but it's built into their calendars. Um but for some reason, I still use Zoom, and I, I, I'll copy and paste the link in, in, in the Google the Google Calendar invite. And so, like that's how well Zoom has done branding. Is like I know it's easier to use Google uh, video feature inside their calendar, but I don't. I still yep. use Zoom. Yep. And we say let's Zoom, even if you're yeah. planning on not necessarily using Zoom, although most people do. I, I uh, anyway, we digress. I think we, I mean, we could talk on that for quite a while. Mm-hmm. The, the point is like your brand has to really stand out um, and add and really care branding. about the people you're serving and really add, uh, add value through your branding. What, what else can, what else can listeners take away from this huge achievement, which is that you've, you've built up a year's worth of, of revenue. You've hit your year's worth of revenue goal in, in the first month of the year. I mean, is there anything we've left out that, that listeners could apply to their own businesses? Well, so here's the issue. The issue is like, okay, there's branding, there's there's luck and timing and all that stuff. There's marketing. Um, this stuff takes time and relationship capital, right? All of this stuff takes time. And so, my my, I would say there's there's that action item. Is like start building up a brand now because like, but the problem is like, how does that help you in the short term? Oh, yeah, because in the long, question, yeah, yeah, because in the long term. This is what's going to make you stand above and beyond your competitors. So, like, you still got to do this, even though you may or may not um, get business in the short term, but it's a long term game. Still do it because you'll thank yourself six months, a year, two years from now when who, who knows what'll happen. Um, so, still do that. Now, the question is okay, I'll like, I could do that. Um, but that's long term. How do I get business now? Um, I think right now, I think the the fastest way to to get business in this kind of branding publicity way is to do, and this is a this is a credit to my business coach Sean, um, to do a benevolence campaign. So what that means is like if you are a local business, if you are if you serve if you serve uh, local clients, who who's struggling right now? The, the, that's the restaurants, right? So go out, talk to all these different restaurants, and this is 
no salesy, by the way, no promo, nothing. You gotta be, you gotta be genuine when you do this. And timing is of, of the essence here. Um, you can't do this later and it's not, it's just not gonna work. But if you go out to local business or local restaurants and you say you go to the manager or the owner, the owner's best if you can get a hold of the owner, and you say, Hey, I want to I want to put a hundred dollar tab down at this restaurant. Let's do, and it's on me. People can just come in. Order, say, hey, put it on Clay's tab, and it's taken care of until the hundred dollar tab is exhausted. And and then if you can do a video, you do a video with the owner and say, hey, we're doing a, a I'm opening up a tab. Come out here and get it first come first serve until it's exhausted. Do this once a week for and for several weeks in a row. So it'll cost you four hundred dollars a a month to do. But it's going to be the best $400 a month that you spend because you will get all kinds of publicity for it. You're not going to make any sales right now. Um, and I, and I, I know we're talking about how do you do this short term. This is kind of short term. And when I say you're not making it, going to make any sales right now, I mean like you're not going to go do that and then all of a sudden the next day you're going to get sales. Um, no, you do this for several re- weeks and you're going to see a lot of chatter online. You're going to... In, even the local news station even might want to interview you too. And, and if that happens, then bam, you got instant credibility um, among your community. And so I would, that's what I would do uh, is to do this kind of benevolence campaign with no sales t- uh, purpose behind it. Sales will come, just create a reputation right now, get people to know who you are, and then get the publicity. And then later down the road, uh, it could be two, three months from now, um, or later. Uh, but to, you know, a little bit down the road, you you will you'll go. You can go into sales mode, and then you can start getting some uh, some business from it. Yeah, and I love that. And depending on who your target audience is, you could do this in a number of different ways too. Like I've seen, I've seen people do something similar. Well, this comes back to what we talked about earlier. Like you want to be friends with the the people who give back to you, mm-hmm. and so if you give back. If you give without expectation of return, uh, then people automatically like think of you when when the need arises. So if you're, you know, I've seen some people do this in terms of like training or education, like they'll offer like a free course at the public library or something. You can just attend and learn and there's like no catch. There's no upsell. There's no nothing. It's just like, you know, Clay is giving a, a seminar at the public library on online marketing for any local businesses that want to come. And and like it says right on the, you know, announcement from the public library, like this is not commercial. There's no upsell, like none of that. Yep. And you just out of, out of sheer wanting to like give to the community, you, you just help them in different ways. Like you, you put up a tab at a restaurant or you, or you give away free yeah. information or whatever, and you and you just start to build a reputation for being a, a good guy and a good company. Um, and then when the when the time arises, it could be in a week, it could be in six months, it could be in two years. When the time arises, when people need, you know, a marketing person, then they remember the guy who mm-hmm. was nice enough to give away information or to put up a tab at a restaurant or whatever. It's just all about it's all about being like you said, likable, um, and not being so transactional. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a client right now who lives in Seattle, and she was doing this. She and she's still doing it, but she did it for several weeks. Got featured on the local news and a a big local magazine publication in Seattle um, named her as top ten people in Seattle 
that you want to know. <laughs> I love it. Like, think about that publicity. Yeah. Killer. Well, cool, mm-hmm. man. I think this has been super helpful. I know I've taken a few notes, stuff I can do uh, better this year. I have not hit my annual goal yet, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, we're on our way. We're doing well. And um, is there anything, anything you want to leave us with uh, right here at the end? Uh, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Get up and just do take it. take action. That's, that's it. I mean, I, I know this can be like super overwhelming for people, but what I would say do is you just uh, do one thing a day. Yeah, one thing a day, and get that one thing done. Uh, that will that will help you uh, grow your your brand and and your company, and um, and then just knock it out. And then by the end of thirty days, you should have thirty things done. Yeah, yeah, well put. I think uh, it comes full circle. We talked about your clients who maybe were dragging their feet with online marketing, and now they're like hiring you to rush and see what they can set up and get going quickly. Don't drag yeah. your feet. Don't drag your feet. Like take action right now. And like you said, even if it's only. 20 minutes a day, it's better than nothing. So yeah, mm-hmm. good advice. I like it. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for sharing uh, your story with us. Congrats on the success so far this year. Excited to see what happens the rest of the year for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, take care. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya. See ya.